Welcome to the Scottish Business Network podcast. Hello, I'm Fraser Allen and it's a very cold and frosty day here today. Hopefully this new podcast will warm us up a bit. Now, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, do remember that you can subscribe for free, obviously, on iTunes and each fortnightly episode will be downloaded direct onto your device. And to find out more about the rapidly growing Scottish Business Network, simply go to sbn.scot. Now, business is carried out in boardrooms, in factories, in offices, in shops, but this time around, we're looking for it somewhere a bit more unusual, on the racetrack. Christy Doran is a young Scottish motor racing driver who not only has to keep her car in the race, but also her business on track. See what I tried to do there. And she has a very unusual story. When she was just 15, she saw an appeal in the Scottish Sun newspaper for rookie drivers to learn from scratch how to compete in a motor race. And while her dad was involved in motor racing, Christy herself knew absolutely zilch about driving your cars. As she gleefully admits, she didn't even know what a clutch was. She did, however, know that she was very competitive and she liked a challenge, so she responded to the appeal. And once she got behind the wheel, it pretty quickly became clear that she had a lot of talent. She has since spent a few years pushing her way forward in what is a very male-dominated sport. And to the chagrin of some of her male competitors, she is no stranger at all to podium finishes. I met Christy in the rather noisy Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh over a bottle of fizzy water for a quick chat about her career to date. This podcast was created by White Light Media. Find out more about how we can help your business at whitelightmedia.co.uk. So, welcome to the Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh, Christy. It's great to see you and... um, We're going to plunge straight in and find out how you got into racing. So the Scottish Sun and Jeanette are teamed up together. They wanted to find someone who had no car experience, no racing experience and no driving experience and wanted to give them seven months to go onto the grid at Knock Hill in the Jeanette Junior Championship, which is um, on the British Touring Car Package, live on ITV4. No pressure there then, but they did pick me. So I had seven months to learn basically everything. So worked my way up, worked my way up, and then managed to finish 13th at 15th on the race. So it was, yeah, pretty good. So what was the appeal to you? Why did you kind of want to do it? It just looked like fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something I ever thought of doing before. Um, I'd seen my dad do a couple of races, and I quite enjoyed watching them. So when he said about doing it myself, right. I was like, oh, I need to get in yeah. there. <laughs> so your dad's an established yeah. racer, yeah? Yeah. You'd obviously, at the age of 15, you clearly didn't have a driving licence. Did you, Had you ever driven a, a car off-road or anything? No, I didn't even know yeah. what a clutch was, to be yeah. honest. I we hopeless at that age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot uh, of No, no interest in, in, in cars generally in terms of... There was know. a bit of an interest, but, you know, not massive by mm. then. But mm. as soon as I jumped into the seat for the first time, just got straight into the blood. I was like, nope, I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of love at first steering wheel. Yeah. You? Like, you really got into it. So what was, what was it like, that experience of your first, your first race then? It was nerve-wracking to begin yeah. with. Obviously, it was such a new thing. And everyone else on the grid had you know, so many years of karting and then the whole mm. season of driving the car and everything like that. So as much as it was like a big learning curve, it was an amazing experience. Like you just couldn't say no to it. It was kind of one in a lifetime, and it was meant to be just a one-off thing. Yeah, it was just um, supposed to be the one race. Yeah, it yeah. was. But then we wanted to see where we could go and right. see where we could take it. Yeah. So, did, 
when at that stage when you decided you wanted to do more racing, you were thinking really long term because you've been racing now obviously for seven years. Yeah. Um, so what what how did you kind of accelerate through the the ranks? So the next thing we had to do was to do a Scottish series. That's when we moved into the Scottish Classics. So I was in a Triumph Tiare at that point. Um, that was quite difficult because that car has a mind of its own. <laughs> <laughs> but we finished second in class and 10th out of 40 overall, so right. that was pretty good. The next challenge was then a single make series, so we moved into the BMW Compact Cup. Right. Finished 11th out of 20 in that one after I gave my car away to an injured squad so he could fill his basic oh, career. Oh, chivalrous. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next challenge, I moved to the BAG Trophy in my first front wheel drive car. Right. which was a Mark V Golf. So it was learning all the different tracks down south for the first time. And we had three really successful years there, in 19 podiums, three wins and six fastest laps. Right. And now we've moved into endurance racing in the Brit Car Endurance Championships. Their races can be up to two hours long and you can have pretty much any car in it. So it's a really exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. bit to watch. I'll be honest with you, I'm a big sports fan, don't really know much about uh, motor racing at all so can you tell me what what it what does it take to be a talented driver there's a lot more to it than what people think people tend to just think all we do is drive a track all day but there is a lot more to it so i go to the gym six times a week right. um there's obviously a big fitness element to it where i want to be as strong as possible but as light as possible so I do a okay. lot of cardio to keep the weight right. off, yeah. but a lot of weight training so I can keep my strength up. Yeah. Um, there's also the media side to it, so I could do stuff like this, yeah. Um, yeah. or speaking at events and just talking about my career, or I work for the road safety, we go over to schools and colleges up and down the UK and just speak to kids about the differences between driving on the roads and racing on the track. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's, obviously you have a talent as well, a particular talent for being able to hand-to-eye coordination, being able to make the right call at the right time in terms of overtaking. What, what... Yeah, I mean... So is that purely a natural thing or you must learn as well? Yeah, there's a lot of work to like even just learning the lines at different tracks. Like Obviously mm. testing is quite an expensive thing to do, so what I would do is more go into project cars and do some simulator work. Right. Um, so I can learn the tracks before I get there, so I know exactly where I need to be, find out the good places to overtake, where I need to defend where I could possibly open up for another car to come in, stuff like that. So there is a lot to take in yeah. um, and to learn. Like, we could make so many decisions yeah. um, at one corner, per se, just because we're thinking of when we're braking, when we're going back on the accelerator, can we overtake here? How are we going to do sure, it? Yeah. Do yeah, we yeah. need to defend? If there's a faster class car coming, what gear do yeah. we need to be in? What line are we taking? Is it wetter or drier at this part of the track? Have the conditions changed? There's so many things to think about. Hmm. And all decisions just keep changing and changing as you go on every corner, every lap. <laughs> so it's a total buzz then, an adrenaline buzz. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's just great yeah. fun to do when you're out there, when you've got all the cars around you and you've got a proper good race going. Yeah. <laughs> you, you must need as well as physical strength and being fit, kind of mental strength as well, presumably. To, not just to cope with the race, but the whole... The whole sports kind of yeah, environment. Yes, yeah, since we moved into the endurance part of it, like everyone said that you're going to be knackered after these races, and you know what? I believe them now. Like, right, right. My gym programs have been bumped right up because you just have to be physically and mentally fit to obviously make all these decisions and be fit enough to get you through that race as well. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot to it. And what, so, what's it like being you know, a, a relatively young woman in it? Was a very male dominated sport? Has it been difficult to kind of. Breakthrough has there been any kind of prejudice that you've had to, to fight against? 
there's been, you know, a couple of comments here and there, but nothing, you know, that's going to bother me. <laughs> I'm more if the males in the race are bothered about me being there, then they're going to think about that. Whereas I don't care, right. I'm going to yeah. think about doing yeah. a good race. So if yeah. they're distracted, that's fine. They can be distracted and make a mistake. <laughs> I'll be powering on ahead. <laughs> and what's, so what's the, the long-term plan? I mean, you're obviously successful. Have you got any particular goals that you want to go for? Endurance racing is definitely the path I want to go down. So starting to get into 24-hour races, you know, the much longer races, right. things like the Mons would be a dream oh, okay, to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything like that, the endurance space would be my sort of thing. What's what's the appeal of that over over the shorter distances? That's a good question, actually. Yeah. Um, just obviously the longer races, you've got different drivers. Have to do a twenty-four-hour race, you have yeah. four drivers. So working as a team it's and everything okay. like that, yeah. you're working during the day through the night you could have any weather thrown at you between that yeah, time yeah, yeah. we're in sprint races obviously it's just yourself you've got maybe a 20 minute race and you're more likely just going to have you know the same sort of conditions for that whole race but okay. things can change in 24 hours yeah. it's totally crazy so yeah. definitely want to try some of that <laughs> and, and the, the the reason that we're interviewing you and the reason that you spoke at the Scottish Business Network earlier this this year um, is that it's not this is not just a sport this is kind of like a a business in a way you've already mentioned that you have to there's kind of media commitments there's speaking commitments there's you, you're working with uh, brand partners and so on so in terms of that side of things how, how are you keen to, to build things I know you're keen to to seek out further sponsors yeah we're searching for sponsors just now um, we believe that we can provide great results on the track and great results in promoting businesses um, you know, obviously there's stickers on the car that you can get there's coverage on press newspaper tv everything like that that you can get but you can also you know i'm happy to do things speaking gigs um we work with lotus as well in edinburgh we've been doing some stuff where i've been taking their customers around the track and showing what the cars can do we're up for things like that just really what anyone's wanting to do we're always up for doing something different yeah (laughs) so in terms of your longer sort of career um Ultimately, I guess there will come a time when you you'll be doing less racing, or maybe not any racing at all. But do you see your career developing within the, the racing sports world at all, or, is it, or you've not thought that far down the line? I hope so. Yeah. Um, but it does come down to having the budget to get further. Because obviously, the higher you go up, hmm. the more that budget just keeps going higher and higher and okay. higher. Yeah. So at the moment, we're just looking at next year. Yeah. Um, we're wanting to build the budget as much as we can and get a really good season under our belt and then see where we can take it after that. So in terms of the year ahead, the, the racing year ahead, can you share some of your goals with us so we can kind of look out and see how you're getting on? We'll be back in the Brick Car Endurance Championship, hopefully right. that's the aim, and then just working the way up the class and making sure you know we're on the podium. Yeah. So in terms of what you've learned over the past seven or eight years, uh, if anybody was following your footsteps um, whether it's a male female whatever would you have any particular advice for them in, in how to to sort of embrace the world of motor racing just to always believe that they can do it because um, it's quite easy it can be quite difficult because in motorsport there tends to be a lot more lows than highs <laughs> so it's fighting your way through and just believing that you can do it and if you yeah. believe you can do it you will make it eventually <laughs> I suppose it's inevitable to be more lows than highs because only one person can win the race. But what, what are some of the low, apart from the obvious of not, not doing so well in the race, what are the other sort of pressures and 
and loads that you have to... Could be things like on. even just having an accident in the yeah. car. Yeah. Um, we had a pretty bad one at Rockingham right. last year, right. um, which was, you know, quite a big one. So what that happened? Could put a bit of a dampener on it. Um, it's round the first corner of Rockingham, so it's a pretty quick one, and there's a concrete wall coming round the side of it. Yeah. And I looked, just as I was coming into the corner, I looked in the mirror, because a car caught the back of my eye, and obviously going at that speed made such a difference that when I looked back, I missed my turning point by an absolute fraction. And when I turned in, the car just kept wanting to push out, and the next thing you know, it's kind of straight in the wall. Um, so it was a bit of a sore one at the time, right. and it does kind of... Any injuries? No, no, yeah, just okay. a wee bit yeah. sore. It just right. felt like all my organs had moved about and went back <laughs> into place. The next thing was horrible. <laughs> um, but no, the car was yeah. in a pretty bad way. You know, It's right. a bit of a, a density confidence and stuff. So it's even yeah. working your way through those things, getting the confidence back in the car okay. and, every, and, and yourself, really. Yeah. And yeah. you know, things like that can put a wee bit on a setback. But right. you know, you fight through it. So if that's one of the, the low points, what have been the, the big high points when you've been just really excited about, about being involved? Winning. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely the highest you, point. I take it you I mean, obviously you must be a really competitive person. Have you been like that, you know, ever since you can remember? Oh, I'm competitive with everything. <laughs> <laughs> just have to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely one of the biggest things is to do well. Right. Even if it's going to a new track and you don't necessarily win, but you do do well at that track, you know, for your first yeah, yeah. time being there. Yeah. Just little things like that just give you a right confidence boost. Right. Or if you're struggling with a corner and you finally nail it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ultimate happiness. Right. <laughs> so just going back to your sort of the fact that you're a woman in, in, in working in motor racing. Um, one thing I meant to ask earlier was, um, are there, I mean, how, how usual is it? How many other women are competing in races these days? Not a lot, to be honest. When I was in the VAG Trophy, there was myself and one other female um, while we were in that. And I think there's just a couple in the Brick right, Manager right. Championship. So there's not a lot. There are a lot of females, you know, that are showing their name out there in other series. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. still no series that I've seen that has a lot of women in it. Right, so it's, it's not increasing rapidly in terms no, of... No, it's very much a, still a male-dominated sport, yeah, but yeah. there are some very talented females in there. Yeah. Not to get ignored as well, so... Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you, why, why do you think that is? Is it just because that's the way it's always been? I don't know. I don't know if it's a case of maybe young females don't feel they can go into it with it being yeah. such a male-dominated sport. But there's nothing stopping them. I think it's just getting the message out to say that there is absolutely nothing stopping them. If they put in the work to it and they can get the sponsors and they can get the time out tracks and in the car and get up to speed, then there's no reason why sure, they can't yeah. do it as yeah. well. I mean, would, would you, if it wasn't for the fact that you were familiar with racing through your dad, do you think you would have ever put yourself forward? Uh, I don't know. Probably, to be honest. Because, yeah. you know, as soon as he said about it, just like definitely yes <laughs> <laughs> you just would never say no to that opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when we've been going around to the schools that is one of the questions we asked them right, asked the okay, females yeah, like yeah. if they would want to do it and there's been a couple like oh god no <laughs> maybe freak out at that right. a little bit but you know a lot of them have said yes yeah okay so yeah. it'll be even pushing them to say no you can do it too if you yeah, really yeah. want to yeah. <laughs> Um, can you tell us a bit about your background? Because I think you come from uh, Peterhead originally, I think, don't you? Yeah, yeah. originally from Peterhead, yeah. but only stayed there for about a year. Then moved right. to Falkirk. Okay, right. Uh, and uh, so, sort of family life, you, uh, obviously, 
the listeners won't be able to appreciate this, but I met uh, your dad, John, earlier <laughs> on. Um, and so, brothers, sisters? Yeah, we've got an older brother. Yeah. Um, he does a bit of diving, so, yeah. you know, having two kids that have sort of drastic <laughs> motor racing to diving. Right. <laughs> uh, two dogs as well. <laughs> so it keeps you busy. Exactly. So, I mean, what are your interests outside, uh, outside racing? Um, definitely the dogs. I've got a dog right. walking business as well that I've recently just started. Yeah. I could spend all day with them. <laughs> That's the main one. And even just kind of keeping fit. I know I go to the gym for the racing, but just fitness classes and stuff like that. Right, okay. I like to be out there and doing things. So if you had the power to change one thing about the motor racing world, what would it be? It, probably something to do with sponsorship. <laughs> just because everybody seems to be struggling with it at the moment really there's yeah. so many racers talented racers that aren't able to get the sponsorship for yeah, whatever reason yeah. so you know if there was some sort of way that the money was there mm. so people who do deserve it could get a fair chance of yeah. a career out of it okay. then it would definitely be yeah, that yeah. and you know this this uh, podcast is listened to by very much obviously a scottish kind of business audience have you got a, a message to any potential sponsors out there as to why they should get involved with yourself well it's an exciting sport to start with and um, there's a lot of potential in it where you can get you know a lot of coverage for your business whether it be branding on the car branding out in the paddock if you wanted to do kind of pr stunts anything like that pretty much anything you could think of to do we could probably find a way to do it if we work together and find right. some yeah. sort of solution to it so if you're interested feel free just to get in contact and see what we can do fantastic well thanks very much christy it's been great to talk to you and good luck no problem in the, in the thank you next year. okay <laughs> cheers hope you enjoyed that and we wish christy well with her career i'm sure she'll continue to do very well i'm sitting here with my lakeland terrier angus and he wishes uh, her good luck as well, and you might have heard his uh, little collar clinking on the floor earlier on. Uh, I'm Fraser Allen from White Light Media. Do get in touch if you need help with podcasts, with video, with content, with marketing, with great ideas, or maybe even just putting some oil in your car. We're versatile. Cheerio for now. Bye-bye. To find out more about the Scottish Business Network, simply visit sbn.scot.